White Sox. White Sox. Go, 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 go. Call your sons. Call your daughters. Holy cow. You can put it on the board. Yes. yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo. Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez. He's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and happy Friday, everyone. Congratulations, you've made it. It's me, your Locked On White Sox co-host, Chris Tannehill. Herb Lawrence will be with me in just a second. It is our final episode of the week. We've got some fun stuff to get into. We've got your emails, your phone calls, and also later on in the show, a disturbing trend that the White Sox are really at the forefront of. So we'll get to that at the end of the show, uh, get into some big picture organizational philosophy stuff as we wrap up the week. But we are brought to you today by our friends at Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. All right, big show today. We're going to have fun. We're going to open the bag. We're going to take some calls. We'll get into some stats. Who doesn't love a nice stat on a Friday? Oh, we, we like to get the weekend started uh, in big time fun fashion here. So that's all coming up next after a brief timeout on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at NetSuite. Slow is right if you're on vacation, a sloth, or describing QuickBooks. More like slow books, am I right, folks? It sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you the visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control since switching to NetSuite. And right now, folks, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on right now. Get special financing at netsuite.com slash locked on. That's netsuite.com slash locked on. Shall we open the bag, Herb? Let's do it. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. Oh, we love your emails this time of year. As I said, they're so important. It's a crucial element to the show. It helps us introduce topics. It helps us uh, get you guys incorporated with the show, which I love. How can the Locked on White Sox podcast listeners, Herb, how can they email and call the show? LockedOnSox at gmail.com for your emails or 312-566-8727 for your voice messages. All right, what do you say here, Herbie? Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, the playoffs a lot here, and uh, what do you say we start with this one? This is a big-picture baseball thing. I love talking big-picture baseball and the health of the game. This is Mike in Portage Park checking in. He says this, Hey, guys, I'm pretty sure I understand the logic behind the start times of all these postseason games. MLB and the network don't want overlapping games and games going on simultaneously to maximize viewership. I think I get that, and you both can probably correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's a fair assessment, right? That's the last thing they want is to take eyes away from one part of your product and onto another. Although that's what happened the other night, though. 
That's exactly what happened when that oh. Dodgers game ran oh. long. So that has failed miserably if that was your goal there. Uh, uh, Mike continues here. However, I also don't, quote, get it. Isn't MLB smart enough, no, to realize people aren't watching these CS games, especially during the week, during the daytime, if they're not fans of the particular teams? Why would they want these games starting during the day? It also must be annoying for the Sox, for the fans of the teams lucky enough to be in the CS for there to be day games during the week. Is there any real harm to having two games on in the evening? I really don't think you're cannibalizing anything by doing that. Maybe this is why I'm not a network executive. But it really doesn't make any sense for a sport that really wants people to watch it. That's Mike in Portage Park. Uh, very well said, Mike. Yeah, Herb, what, what is the deal here? It, I, why don't they just alternate nights? American League plays one night, National League plays the other night. Is it just because they don't want to go up against football? Is that what we're dealing with here? They don't want to have this go far. Like They don't want the World Series to be starting in November. I think if it goes seven games, it's going to end in November this year. But by alternating days that would uh, carry out the uh, the games way farther into October into November but what they could do is like he was suggesting just play them the same time when you have a conflict play them at the same time I'm sure a baseball fan has multiple screens if he wants he or she wants to or a remote that just goes return and hits <laughs> back to the other game. Baseball's slow. You didn't miss a lot of things if you missed the half inning. If you did rewind, you'll catch back up. It's one of the sports I do that with all the time. Like I was telling Courtney one time, I was like, oh, uh, pause the game so I can go and watch it. Then I thought of it again, and I was like, no, just keep it at the beginning. So I catch it at the beginning, and then I'll just catch up to the game, and by the fifth inning, we'll be all smooth. I'll skip all the commercials in between there. And I'll get all the information I need to. I don't understand. Like, I haven't watched any of these LCS games. But if a baseball fan, I don't necessarily know if there's a person out there that's not getting paid for writing or saying their opinion on baseball that is watching these games and is like, man, I like this Boston Astros series. Oh, man, the, the Dodgers come on later. I'm glad they're separated so I can watch both of them. If they don't have any game I mean, or if, uh, interest in the game, I don't think there's a baseball fan out there that's watching both of those things. I mean, I'm sure we'll get emails. People sit in. Yeah, I'm a baseball fan. I watch both of the games. But would you have a different schedule if you had them on at the same time? No, you wouldn't be pissed that the Boston game is on the same time they, uh, the Dodgers uh, Braves game is. Who cares? It's the best time. If you're not going to do it on the weekends, do it in the times where people are mostly at home after work. I know second, second and third shifters are kind of up in arms, but most people work on the first shift if they do work at all. Goddamn lazy Americans. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a, a labor shortage. People don't want to work, am I right? Uh, yeah, no. Goddamn workers. It's <laughs> uh, the workers' fault. Um, so what about this? Like, I, I like the idea of both games being on at once because I, I think, you know, there are many baseball fans, sure, but I would consider myself more so an American League fan unless there's a great pitching matchup going on. In the, in the senior circuit, I prefer Ban Johnson's brand of baseball, the American League. Uh, it's just, you know, just because we were Sox fans, so we, we skew towards the American League. You know, I think it's a, a better brand of baseball. You don't have to watch pitchers hit. Um, yeah. But well, couldn't you just have, if there's an exciting moment in one of the games, just pop in, uh, have a little crossover with the networks and say, hey, let, let's take you live out to L.A., where you know uh, you got bases loaded here for Cody Bellinger, and uh, let, let's see what happens here. Maybe you've got a little bit of a of a lull in the current game in the in the American League side. You you pivot over to the National League, 
you get a little conversation going among the broadcasters. Uh, or do you do it the way Scott Hansen does it on Red Zone? You, 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 like you were saying, you bring in a game to full picture, but mostly it's half and half. Right. And one guy or one girl is giving you the play by play. Hey, let's take you more to Houston, uh, Boston. This is a clutch situation and go full or, hey, Dodgers are uh, striking. Here we go. Full. You know, yeah, it'll be much better. I think people would enjoy that. And it's not like there's not an audience for something different in baseball. I don't know what the numbers were for Benetti and Mike Patriello and uh, Jess uh, Mendoza. Yeah, Mendoza. When they're doing the uh, the extra game, I think it's called Statcast broadcast. Yeah, it, even though it's not necessarily the Statcast, right. they're just doing a play by play with stats in it. It's weird. Eduardo Perez is on that too. Eduardo Perez, yeah. And yeah. so I don't think people have a. I watched the fuck out of that. It was great. Yeah. Give me something different. It's better. Give me a yeah. Than the Sunday night broadcast. To be honest with you, just get new eyes and the people who watch baseball. They're going to be there all the time. Like you have an audience. Stop preaching to the choir. And the congregation go outside the church and find some people and bring in. You can tell the tell them to listen to your sermon. Yeah, you know I like the idea. You know I don't like that being the the sole broadcast where you have like a, a red zone type thing, but an alternate, like you said, an alternate broadcast where you have a Rod Ortiz and Frank commenting on both games that are going on. You know they can decide yes. which games they want to talk about, and you like that's one of your strengths right now in terms of your your television product. I think is. Is is a Rod Ortiz and, and Big Frank more so when I think when Pete Rose was there, I found that to be enjoyable. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. that Pete that, Rose and <laughs> uh, Frank's uh, relationship. Yeah, I like that. You know, but you know, use your your personalities, or maybe you. you I loved um, uh, Adam Wainwright when he was in the, the booth. Get AJ in there too. Like get some former players in there and give a player's perspective, and maybe have one broadcaster type like your Kevin Burkhardt or Jason Benetti sort of navigate all of it and and lead it and drive the thing but just having it more conversational like a talk show because we all know that's what that's what we love about watching baseball and listening to it on the radio it's a companion sport so you have these guys talking about it as the games are going on not as the main option but as as a, a second or third option and you can explore different ways to entertain people that way who maybe don't have the attention span for a regular baseball game so there's definitely ways they can improve i agree you should not have Games that decide who's going to the goddamn World Series playing during the day when we can't watch them. You know, it's frustrating. Like, you know, to be able to start, you know, this is just us. We work in sports and we, you know, I had the the Boston game, uh, Boston-Houston game on in the office there. And then it was time to go home. And then... (laughs) Like sometimes I'll decide, do I want to check in with this on the radio or do I not? And it was a pretty tight game when I left work and I was like, you know what? I don't care about this anymore. You know, it just like my short attention span got the best of me. And as much as I was rooting for Chris Sale to keep mowing down the Astros, it just, you know, wasn't in the cards for me. And I kind of just, you know, by the time I got home, the game was out of hand and who cares? So that's, that's a bad formula there. And I have a fairly traditional schedule. Like I'm a 10 to sixer basically. So most people are like that. So it's not, it's not about what we had last night. It was the Thursday night football game and then the NLCS. Like, yeah, who are you choosing? Like, I don't even care about the teams and I don't have any betting interest in the NFL game, but I'm watching the NFL game and basketball's back too. So 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, guys. Oh, TNT. And, and the booze, man. The, the boo. I love it, man. They're fun. I'm I'm back. I'm all in on the Bulls, man. Me too. I missed having the Bulls in my life because I kind of boycotted during the Jim Boylan era. It was really a, offending my sensibilities and the 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 you know the, the Reinsdorf like you know re, the perpetual rebuild, the kick to can down the road, you know, the the always just hoping for luck. Uh, for for the in the draft, you know, like now the Bulls are fun, man. So yeah, that's that's definitely part of it too, man. So yeah, definitely ways that it, that it can improve, and ultimately we want what's best for the game. But also that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try some things out. You know, take some chances here because I think baseball. To be honest with you, I think they're in a in a desperate spot here in terms of getting newer viewers new younger eyes you know people that you're trying to get their asses in seats uh come the regular season so i'm down to try whatever all right let's uh get to another voicemail here this one checking in from the 630 danny herb ryan from chicago here again so question Whole city outside of the postseason loss of which we expected much like you danny to go to the world series and win it outside of the postseason what was the biggest failure of the white Sox season in my opinion, it was signing Adam Eaton and him seeing play like shit. Like to hear it. Take care. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Brian. And uh, see, that was Brian, right? Was it Brian or Ryan? I, I think I can't, Ryan. Yeah, I think yeah, Ryan yeah. It's my transcription in front of me says Brian, but I think it was Ryan. So sorry about that. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, these these transcriptions will lie to you every now and then, Herb. That's what they do. The AI will lie to you every chance they get. God damn it. Uh, but yeah, what in your mind was the biggest failure, uh, roster wise, or maybe non roster wise? Maybe it was uh, coaching wise, whatever. Uh, of 2021 maybe it was a move that was not made what say you that move that ryan mentioned is probably my number one there were so many better options it's not like i've said time and time again it's not necessarily that they signed adam eaton it's when they signed adam eaton they struck out on jock peterson as it was reported they offered him 10 million he rejected that eventually signed for 7 million for the cubs doing well in the postseason with the Braves now. Um, you see our guy, Eddie Rosario's hitting home runs and crushing for the Braves. Is I'm just he, glad he's doing it for somebody else. Yeah, is he a free agent? <sighs> no. I mean, I would love just to pick him up and put him on the bench <laughs> so he can't do anything against the White Sox ever again. <laughs> yeah, I hear that, man. I'm but, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, man. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I – I would think that uh, he, he is a free now. he is a free agent by the way. Eddie Rosario is a free agent. Yeah, left-handed yeah, stick. Stat, grab him, grab and stash. <laughs> um, but yeah, Adam Eaton was the biggest mistake the White Sox made this whole offseason and season together because you saw what happened. The guy was never never a hundred percent. He was on a declining uh, track when he was out there with the Washington Nationals. Rick could not wait to the middle of December to sign this dude for some reason, even though there's much better options out there. A guy that me and you both were yelling at the top of our lungs about when the Cubs non-tendered Kyle Schwarber. Perfect guy to be a DH, maybe right field for the White Sox. And still in 2022, you see what he's doing the playoffs. Love to have that left-handed power in the White Sox lineup. So that oh, is my. It, it ain't gonna mistake. cost. It ain't gonna cost you ten million dollars though, Herb. In twenty twenty two, you're not gonna cost you, a couple more dollars. Yeah, you're not gonna get it for ten mil for for one year prove it deal. That's gonna be a long term deal, I think, for Kyle Schwarber, man. Um, yeah, 
you know, there oof, sometimes it's the moves that you don't make, right? Um, I, I'm I'm conflicted here. You know, I think the the bungling of the Craig Kimbrell thing, I think that was a huge misstep because the Adam Eaton thing, you know, it. Uh, Yes, it cost you some production. Thankfully, you got lucky. Well, it's not luck if if you get a good player that that you think is going to be good. So Brian Brian Goodwin provided some stuff, but it only cost you money. It didn't cost you a lot of money, and they were able to cut ties. They they knew it was a sunk cost, and they got rid of Adam Eaton. So I, I don't. It wasn't uh, that big of a failure to me. Although I you know hated the thought process behind it. I was one of the guys saying, hey. Maybe this is a guy, hopefully, maybe he can be healthy, and it just never was healthy. So, you know, we, we don't know what he would have provided if he was healthy. Um, I, but the Craig Kimbrell thing, the way that thing was bungled, it's, again, I would love some more clarity on this. What went wrong? How did he break? Can you fix him? It'll determine whether or not I'd like to see him again in a Sox uniform. That was a huge, huge uh, misstep. You know, ultimately, I don't think they lost many games because of it, uh, just because of the nature of the way the games played out. But now you still don't know if you can trust them or not in, in 2022. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm between that move and the move to elevate Andrew Vaughn from not playing above a ball to catapulting him onto a big league roster. Now, I know the Andrew Vaughn stands will be mad at me here, and, and I think the kid's going to be able to play. He's going to be a major leaguer for a long time, but... You're talking about your World Series window here. I, I think if the Sox would have been more aggressive, as you said, with someone like Kyle Schwarber, uh, maybe Nelson Cruz, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about the lack of home run production in the postseason, and ultimately that, to me, you know, between, between that and the starting pitchers not going deep, that's ultimately what killed them is not having the, the big home run in the big moment. You get one of those guys, man. You, you've seen it. They, you know, in the postseason, Nelson Cruz didn't get a chance to do it much here because they were a first round out. But a guy, a high impact power bat like that, could change the momentum of a whole postseason series, man. It, it doesn't matter who hits it. Sometimes, you know, Leary Garcia, I thought was going to change the momentum of the postseason hmm. with his home run. But when you have guys that are known commodities and that's what they do, they hit bombs. You want guys like that in your lineup, and and I just wonder. If they had they signed Nelson Cruz, and who knows, maybe he never would have left Minnesota. Maybe that was all just a a, a ploy, you know, to you know for more money or whatever. Uh, let you know the White Sox, the South Side leverage uh, was added again. But maybe if they signed Nelson Cruz or, or Kyle Schwarber, maybe they get an extra game, and maybe they're able to host those first two games at home. And maybe you're talking about a different series, man. It's just little things around the margins like that. You go back and you wonder what if. It's it's, it's difficult to talk about, but either those two moves. And it's hard to call Andrew Vaughn's move a failure because he got big league experience and he showed at times why I think he's going to be a legit bat. Uh, and he was a great teammate moving over to left field and playing every position he asked him to. So it's it's hard to call that a failure, but I did not love the thought process of that at the time, and neither did you, and we talked about it at great length. I feel like all, all winter we talked about it, at least after Liam Hendricks was signed, we pivoted to that. That was still the glaring hole in the roster at DH, and – we wondered what was going to become of that position, and we saw what became of it. So it, it's tough for me between Kimbrel and uh, and Vaughn. Uh, so I, I think ultimately I'll probably, gun to my head, I'll probably say the Vaughn thing because that's mm. something at the time, that's what we said at the time, mm-hmm. right? We questioned it at the time yeah. and said, I don't know if this is the right thing. Uh, but the Kimbrel thing, we were both on board with at the time. So that's it's tough to call that a failure when everyone wanted it to begin with. Now the way they handled it, That'll come out in due time, whether or not that, that we can call it a failure because of the way they handled it. We just don't know. But I think, you know, the, the process on the Andrew Vaughn thing was, was a bit flawed to begin with. So um, I'm going to go with uh, the not addressing the DH more aggressively when there were so many uh, much better options out there uh, at the DH spot. So uh, thank you, Ryan, for your email here. 
All right, we'll take a quick time out here, and when we come back, we'll talk about a trend that the White Sox are on the opposite end of in 2021. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and even more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up at Bet Online. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. Just taking a look at the early lines here for the Bears matchup against Tampa Bay this Sunday, 325 kick. Bears are 13 point dogs on the road against the world champs. Over under set at 47. So if you want to make a play on that one, Bears and bucks you can head on over to bet online and get in on the action and with basketball season tipping off soon here our bulls over under on win total set you can make a play on that one 43 and a half is the number right now 43 and a half the over is sitting at minus 120 under 43 and a half is at minus 110 from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts locked on white Sox is brought to you by built bar built bar it's the best tasting protein bar ever don't you love freedom of choice that's what we love about this country right well it's no different at builtbar.com they have so many different delicious flavors for you to try there's something for everyone every built bar fan that i know they've got their different favorite flavors i have mine herb has his mine of course german chocolate thankfully i still have a surplus here from the last time i ordered them i'm down about 25 pounds now thanks to our friends at built bar i've been replacing a lot of those bad sugary snacks with built bars and it's made all the difference there's so many flavors to choose from coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream and of course german chocolate so if you haven't tried all these great flavors great way to get introduced to something new is mix it in get a mixed box of built bars that way you can try something new along with the flavors that you already love so when you get the mixed box you'll get two of each of the nine flavors and best of all they're not only delicious they're also healthy 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and just four to five grams of net carbs per built bar all delicious all good for you order today Built Bar, the official protein bar of U.S. track and field. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCK15, and that's going to get you 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. As we wrap it up here on Locked on White Sox, we appreciate all your emails here. Um, Herb, did you see Jared Diamond's piece that came out? Uh, Jared Diamond, of course, uh, does a great job for the Wall Street Journal writing about baseball. Did you see his piece that came out? about ground ball rates earlier this week. Uh, it was the talk of White Sox Twitter. And, I did. Yeah, and I, I do not subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. It's a shocker to many of you out there, um, you know. But uh, he did provide a little insight here. Uh, here's his tweet, at uh, Jared Diamond on Twitter. Here are the offenses that had the lowest ground ball rate in baseball this season. Number 30. So this is the, 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 the if you want to call it the best. These are the teams with the best at not grounding out. The best, the Giants. Best record in baseball. Following them at 29, the Braves. And all East champion. Following them, the Dodgers. And a wild card. Following them, the Red Sox. And a, a wild card. Following them, 
So far, the lone team not to make the postseason, but they were damn close, the Toronto Blue Jays. Yep. And we know how they play their brand of baseball. Uh, 25th, the St. Louis Cardinals. NL second wild card. Yes, they they had a hell of a run there, and they, they got themselves in the play-in game, and they almost won it. Uh, and then, of course, the team that we saw, the Astros. So AL West champions. And they're going to be representing the uh, American League in the World Series, uh, hopefully by the time you're listening to this. Uh, not hopefully. I don't want to see them there, but <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going out on a limb here. They're, they're, go, they're going. It's, it's inevitable. Yeah, they're, 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 damn, they're a damn good team, man, even with their shaky pitching staff. It's, it's a tough, I hate them. Tough I hate them with passion. <laughs> I, I want do. the fans to all <laughs> suffer, <laughs> baseball-wise, not in life. Yeah. But I, I, I think that you're showing me this because maybe the White Sox are not on this side of the list, they might be on the other side of the list. Uh, yeah, um, and, and you remember uh, our faithful uh, hitting coach. Fuck the home run. Um, that was again. That was about one guy. Uh, sorry, Techno. That was about one guy, and I want to put that in proper context. That was before Andrew Vaughn had his first home run, and he was trying to relay to him, you know, just don't worry about the home run. Hit three hundred. But I worry, Herb, that that was you didn't it. listen to there either. <laughs> no, because he got the home run the, the next day or the later that night, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. He didn't hit 300 either. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think the coaching staff's a problem. They should fire all the coaches and run it back with everyone. Jeez. They're clearly not listening. Uh, they should hire uh, Barry Bonds and Frank Thomas to be their hitting coaches. Go out there and uh, hit 700 home runs and get on base at uh, nearly a, a, a 500 clip for an entire get season. Get Mark Burley <laughs> and Blackjack McDowell as the pitching coaches. Well, actually, uh, Blackjack is a pitching coach, uh, I believe, uh, for a college ball, but uh, so the Sox uh, not in this group of, of among the best. Let's say that they're not among one of the best teams with the ground ball rate, meaning they hit way too many ground balls. And and you guys, you listeners, give yourselves the Barry Horowitz pat on the back because we received several emails, voicemails at the time about guys like Jose Abreu and why does this guy ground into so many goddamn double plays? And it was frustrating, especially in the postseason. It came back to bite them. And then during their bad stretches in the season, it came back to bite them a lot. Um, but I think that, that this is a, a bit unfair because Sox didn't have two of their biggest power bats in the lineup for most of the season. That's, of course, Eloy and Luis Robert. But at the end of the day, you know, they, they didn't hit home runs in the postseason. So they, they hit way too many ground balls right at people. The Astros, they hit some ground balls too, but they also mixed in some homers for, to, to make it interesting. And they were positioned defensively against the White Sox ground balls and you know they were they were able to uh, make it count and make metrics matter. Hashtag make metrics matter. So I, I found it, Tanny. Yeah, go for it. It's um, the worst team in ground ball rate was the Washington Nationals, almost forty eight percent. Texas Rangers were the second worst at forty six point four, and your Chicago White Sox were at forty six point one, third place. The do you know who the nearest playoff team? To the White Sox was White Sox were third. I, I think I know ground ball rate Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. No. Oh no. <laughs> no. Who? It was the Boogie Down people from the Boogie Down Bronx. The New York Yankees at forty three point four. Oh, okay. And they're in twelfth spot. So, which which like, is weird a, because they've got the a bunch of non playoff teams with the White Sox in the, in the top eleven. All right, yeah. So, so what, what do you make of this then, Herb? As we close out the show here, do you think this is just a symptomatic of not having your full roster healthy for most of the season? So these numbers are a bit skewed. Uh, do you think there's an organizational philosophy here that's not good? Now, I'm the same guy 
who was uh, who was applauding this team early on in the season when they were winning games without the home run because they didn't have their their big boppers in the lineup. I said, hey, this approach is going to serve them well in the postseason, but they did have a really high BABIP. And we many people pointed out, I don't think we talked about it a lot, but maybe once we mentioned it, I assume we did, but sometimes maybe this 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 high Babbitt, they had lots of good luck with these with these balls in play, that that would come back to bite them. And I think, uh, sadly, that was the case for this team. But, uh, you know, going into 2022, are you concerned with the ground ball rates? Uh, or do you think with a larger sample, with all their players in and maybe with a little adjustments, maybe some additions to the roster, more guys who can hit the ball in the air. Do you think this is not really a problem going into 2022? What do you think? I think Luis Robert has found his power stroke. Yes. Aloy, we know, is going to be a power hitter. Was not pretty much most of the time the last couple months of him playing here. Um, so we know those two things are going to improve. And if you give him 150 games, 100%, it will improve. Yasmani, we saw what he can do when he puts back to ball. And if we get our druthers and we get Nick Castellanos or we get people like that who can drive the ball, yeah, this is going to go up because we were second to last. I mean, if you're going to be third to last in ground ball rate, you're 100% going to have a lot of uh, not a lot of fly balls. And we're second to last in that in 38 or 32.7% right ahead of the Washington Nationals. So, yeah, those things need to change as we see. Rosario, home run, two home runs tonight. Uh, what beat us? A couple home runs by Kyle Tucker, uh, Correa, Altuve. When we get what, two home runs in this whole series? Yeah. Is, is that all we got? Like Lurie's home run and Gavin Cheek's Three, home no, run? No, no, and then Grandal's home run that kind Grandal? of sp- sparked okay. the rally uh, during our magical post game uh, of uh, last uh, the Sunday night in game three. Yeah. So, so three, three home runs three in homers, four days, yeah. not good, not yeah. good. So we need more. We need hit the ball in the air. It pretends to be better things happening for your team. Ground balls are outs. Just think about that. Ground balls yeah, are outs, Guys, especially if you're positioned where you're supposed to be, which most teams are, except for us. Guys are too damn good, man. They're too athletic. You know, the, the, the teams are too smart with the metrics. They they have the the, the charts of where you're going to hit it. Like they have got all the data. But what can uh, supersede all that is when you hit the ball over their heads or in the gap. You know, that's why if they acquire someone like Castellanos, a good gap hitter, you know, a power alley guy, I think that would serve them well. I'd like to maybe see T.A. sacrifice a little bit of the batting average and get the ball in the air a little bit more, you know, start to drive the ball a little bit because we know really good things happen when he's hitting a home run. So maybe, you know, I don't want to tweak it too much, but maybe he can pick his spots a little better of, you know, get a pitch to hit and drive it in the air. Um, But you know, I, I don't know if that's what they're being taught here with uh, Frank Manichino. How you doing? But I, I'm not overly concerned. I think with a couple tweaks, and if they truly upgrade at their their weaknesses here at second base and right field, I think this can improve dramatically. But I think they know, they know that hitting the long ball, they they know what their record was when they hit a home run. So I think they know that's what they have to do. The question is is uh, picking their spots to do so. I, I think a lot of this is is trivial talking about. You know, you know, because you, baseball games in the postseason can be won any amount of ways. We know the best way to do it is to to hit home runs, but sometimes against a tough pitcher like McCullers, like you know, I, I don't remember too many instances there where it's like, ooh, that ball was that was a drivable pitch that you could have hit in the gap or over someone's head. You know, like Grandal missed a couple really big ones there. He had a couple bad at bats against guys like McCullers, but. You know, uh, above all, I think they know what their formula is for success, and they just need to to do it a little bit more. Leave no doubt, you know. And sometimes you do kind of have to sell out because stringing hits together for a rally is just tough in in this game where where guys are coming out there out of the bullpen throwing a hundred 
with the wicked breaking stuff, it's hard to string hits together. So sometimes if you connect on one uh, and, and get your team a run on the board with the with the long ball, I think that's a, a lot better for your team. So uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where I stand on it. And uh, but I won't read too much into it because I know that it's a bit flawed because of the roster um, the way it was uh, all the season. So all right. That's a, that does it for us. That's that's been a week here for us on Locked On Sox. I got a couple mm-hmm. couple emails on the stash that we'll save for next week, and we're sitting here on Wednesday night recording this. So I don't know what to tell you about Monday's show, other than I'm hoping we're talking about something Rick Hahn said or did. So probably not going to do anything. Uh, by the way, so if you're wondering, I don't think I mentioned it in the Caesar Hernandez episode. Uh, the options need to be uh, declared one way or another within five days of the World Series. So if you don't hear anything for another week plus, that's why uh, you, you won't see that possibly. So I, just a little uh, roster note there. But that's all I got today and this week, Herb. That is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill. Me, Herb Lawrence, at Nerwall23. And our show is at Locked on Socks on Twitter and on Instagram. And thank you for making Locked on Socks your first listen every day. Locked on Socks is free and available on all platforms, including Locked on Socks at YouTube. For Chris, my name is Herb. Thank you for joining us on Locked on Socks. Have a good weekend.